There is nothing more encouraging to me than seeing young people. And I realize that makes me sound like an old person when I refer to the younger generation as young people, but hey, whatever. But really, it it is so encouraging to me when I see the next generation, Gen Z, Gen Y, millennials, when I see them standing up and they are making a difference and they are, you know, starting businesses and they are pursuing entrepreneurship and they are the change makers. They are what push me to do more and be better. And my guest today is doing just that. Welcome to Business with Purpose. I'm your host, Molly Stillman of Still Being Molly, and this show is all about bringing you the stories behind the brands, companies, and small businesses that are changing the world. Each week, I interview an entrepreneur, CEO, nonprofit director, community leader, or just an incredible person who is trying to make a positive impact, not only through their personal life, but also with their career. My goal is to show you that no matter what you do for a living, you can make an impact wherever you are. My guest this week is Miracle Olatunji. She is an entrepreneur, an international speaker, and author of the book Purpose, How to Live and Lead with Impact. In high school, high school, she founded Opportunity, an education startup that connects high school youth to summer experiential learning opportunities for passion, career, and self-discovery. Miracle is absolutely that. She is a miracle. She is an incredibly inspiring young leader, and I am just so just impressed by her. She's amazing. You're going to love her. So without further ado, on to my conversation with Miracle. Hey, Miracle. I am so happy to have you on the show. How are you? Hi, Molly. I'm doing good. How about you? I am doing fantastic. I have really been looking forward to having you on the show. When you first reached out to me, I mean, it was like over a year ago uh, when your book was publishing. I immediately was just like, this young woman is amazing. You have accomplished more in your, I mean, how old are you now? What, 20? 20, yes. Yeah, in 20 years of life than most people do in their entire lives. Um, So you just really are, um, you're an inspiration to me. So I'm really looking forward to just kind of getting to know you a little bit better and introducing you to the listeners. So Miracle, will you start off by giving us the Miracle 101? So tell us who you are, what you do, and how you got to where you are right now. Yeah, sure. Um, So first of all, thank you so much for having me. Um, I'm really looking forward to our conversation. Uh, My name is Miracle, and um, I go to Northeastern University in Boston. And I would say my story starts before I was even born. The fact that I'm alive today is a miracle, and that's kind of (laughs) how I got my name. And um, before I was born, like my mom was having premature contractions, and the doctors had told her that the chances of me surviving if I were to be born um, prematurely um, at just like four months out of nine months into her pregnancy, my chances of surviving were pretty much zero. So long short, I was born full term, healthy, and um, I was given the name Miracle. And what kind of started my path towards like entrepreneurship and writing my book was a program that I participated in called the Diamond Challenge. And what this program is, it's a entrepreneurship competition for high school students. And at the time, I didn't even know what an entrepreneur was. I couldn't even spell the word entrepreneur, but it sounded like a very interesting program. And I decided to try it out. And my friends and I pitched an idea that I didn't go anywhere. But um, we learned so much from the experience, especially I would say the biggest takeaway that I got was I realized that nothing, I shouldn't limit myself based on age or gender or anything. Like I should see myself as someone who's able to difference in the world because I truly believe that every single person on this planet 
has a purpose and has a unique impact that they can make in the world. And so from the Diamond Challenge, my first organization called Opportunity, and Opportunity helps people to um, in a sense, realize and reach their full potential through connection to opportunities and resources for them to explore different career paths and get to connect with other young people. Um, and Molly, like you mentioned, um, my book Purpose was published in the summer of last year. That is absolutely incredible. Now, I am curious, can you tell us a little bit about the program, the Diamond Challenge? It's mm-hmm. run through the University of Delaware, but it's specifically for high school students, correct? For sure. So the program, essentially, there's two parts of it. Basically, before the challenge, students have access to like video courses about entrepreneurship and the process of going from idea to making your venture a reality. And there's two tracks to the competition. There's the business side and then there's a social enterprise side of the competition. And all around the world, there's different pitch sites. And these pitch sites are held at various colleges and high schools and churches and places all over the world. And if for some reason someone doesn't have a pitch site that they can go to, they can pitch virtually. And so it just creates an opportunity for high school students to be able to express their ideas and problem solve and make a difference in communities. You know, I met people who from all over the world, one team in particular, one year, Pakistan, and they were creating this solution that was helping their community because they were experiencing a f- and people were having all these amazing ideas to help people in their community and start businesses that were generating revenue and also creating value at the same time. So it was just really awesome to be surrounded by such innovative and like passionate young people. Yeah. So at what point during your participating or your participation in the Diamond Challenge, did you know that you wanted to pursue entrepreneurship? Like what steps led you to that at such a young age? Sure. I remember at the first, so the Diamond Challenge is one part. And then after that, they have the Diamond Challenge Summit, which they rebranded to the Youth Entrepreneurship Summit. And basically the first year I participated and I went to the summit, one of the speakers, um, actually the closing keynote speaker, he had talked about how entrepreneurship, one of the key parts of entrepreneurship is solving problems. And so he encouraged us to like be aware and like keep our eyes open for the problems that we experience in our everyday life, because that's an opportunity to start something that could help make it more efficient or to like just solve the problem in general. So for me, I was in high school, I was like 17 years old. And during my summers, I would hang out with friends. And then I would also do these programs that were hosted at various colleges and companies. And I would really have a great time at these programs. And during the fall, when I'd come back to school, I would tell my friends about it. And I'd be like, hey, so this over the summer, I did this program. And they would kind of give me this blank stare, like, what are you talking about? Where did you find that program? And that's where I realized that like a lot of people aren't aware of these opportunities that are out there. And there's many reasons for it. But I would say that it's just a problem of access and like knowledge because I'm sure you're familiar with this saying is knowledge is power. And so a lot of students, I realized they didn't even know these programs existed. And for a lot of us, like we're all going through a dilemma of like, okay, what's my purpose? What do I want to be when I grow? Because like we all get asked that question when we're little and it's kind of overwhelming. <laughs> and so these programs, they basically create a way for us to explore. And the thing is, like, I know you're passionate about something unless you try it. So I mentioned that I did this entrepreneurship program, became super passionate about entrepreneurship. But like before that, I didn't know anything about entrepreneurship. If I hadn't done that program, I feel that I wouldn't have had the exposure to entrepreneurship that would then lead me to know, okay, this is my passion. And the thing about passion is like people often say like, oh, I need to like find my passion as if it's something that's going to like fall out of the sky. But really it takes exploration and really just trying different things. Um, It would be nice if our passion just like fell into our lap, but like we kind of have to like do the work to figure out and like 
discover what are the things that make us come alive. It's funny that you say that the comment about your passion not kind of falling out of the sky. My friend Liz Bohannon, um, who I have had on the podcast a couple of times, she talks about that in her book, Beginner's Pluck, where there's just sort of this myth around, you know, you don't find your passion. You really just, she talks more about how you build it. You build your passion. And <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I couldn't have told you when I was, you know, when I was a kid that I would be, you know, that I would care about fair trade and ethical fashion. Like that was not something that I ever would have told you that I'd care about. But it wasn't until, you know, I went to Kenya and I toured a fair trade factory and I, I began to see the impacts that, you know, the, the fair trade values had on people's lives. And all of a sudden I said, this is like, this is incredible. And I really care about this. And then I began to learn more and I explored and read books and watched documentaries and, and interviewed mm -hmm. people and all those kinds of things. And, and that is where my passion began to build the more and more that I learned about it. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Now, you, you started Opportunity. How old were you when you started it? I was 17 when yeah. I started it. <laughs> that is just amazing. I, I love that you're like, I didn't even know how to spell entrepreneur. And then you start Opportunity. So <laughs> what does, you know, now that you are three years in and all entrepreneurs know that things look a lot different a few years in than, than they did at the beginning, mm -hmm. what are some of the things that maybe you've discovered along the way or what has changed about it since you first started? Yeah, for sure. Actually, I feel like for many business owners nowadays, like the idea of pivoting is like something that everyone is like is on people's mind right now. And for me, like over the past three years, I would say that I definitely learned a lot about like business, entrepreneurship. Um, and there are several different like lessons that I've learned so far. Um, and one of the biggest ones is like the power of my mindset. Because like going before like doing any of this, I really didn't know that much about business. And like, I didn't really see a lot of like female entrepreneurs represented. And so it was kind of hard for me to like initially figure out, okay, who, am, who in business is going to be like my role model? I had to do some researching and I had to really do some work on myself and like doing positive affirmations and really feeding my mind with positive thoughts. And another thing that I learned is like not to self-reject, I call it. So initially when I was first starting, I had to like pitch for like advertising from like different programs. And so like I had never done this before. And so I really had to just like go for it instead of saying like, okay, I'm not even going to try because the like, fear of rejection is so real. And I was just like, you know, if I don't go for it, it's kind of slow. It's kind of cheesy, but it's like you miss 100% of the shots that you don't take. And that's so true because you don't actually go out and ask for it. You're already like making the answer no. But if you ask, you have of like yes or like no, but maybe not right now is actually the situation. So it's important to ask, kind of like, you know, ask and you shall receive is kind of like how I started thinking about it. It's like, it's just important to not reject yourself before letting anyone have the opportunity to either give you a yes or a no. And so also in terms of like the mission, when I first started it, it was very like highly focused on exclusively high school students. And now that I'm in college, I realized like now in college, people also face the same dilemma of like trying to find purpose and trying to find opportunities to like discover their passions. And so I've extended the mission to be beyond high school to just like Gen Z and like, you know, the current generation that's just about to enter the workforce pretty much like anyone born after like 1995 and the oldest members of Gen Z are 23. Many are like already in the workforce or like just entering it. So I feel like this is a really critical time to start developing yourself and thinking about your passions and your purpose. 
I will tell you that a lot of that just ministered to me um, because that is, that's something that I have, I've struggled with over the years is the fear of rejection and Mm -hmm. the fear of people saying no, or, you know, maybe disappointing somebody. I don't know. And so a lot of times I just get in my own way when it comes to (laughs) pursuing something. And, um, you know, even my husband has really kind of encouraged me in a lot of ways where if there's something that maybe I want to try or something I want to do, he's just like, what's the worst that could happen? Like, like, let's actually play out the worst case scenario here. What's the worst case scenario? And I can always like go to the the deepest, darkest places. And I was like, I don't know. I, you know, somebody threatens my life. Like, and he's like, what? No, <laughs> like you just ask them, <laughs> you ask them, uh, you know, for a recommendation. I don't know, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm like, okay, you're right. You're right. And he's like, the worst case is that they say no. And then, mm-hmm. you know, then you can move on. But if you don't right. ask, then you don't know. And there's definitely been times where I've had to like get out of my own way. And I know that I'm not the only one that struggles with that. So I love that (laughs) you've created, you've created this platform and this, and this place for, for students and, and, and people to have the opportunity to, to get somebody to, to be like, just, mm-hmm. just go do it. Just go do it. Like, what's the right. worst that could happen? Like, you're not going to exactly. die. <laughs> you know, you're, <laughs> you're not going to fall off a cliff. Like, just, just go do it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Give them an opportunity to say yes or no to you. And sometimes no is just like next opportunity or just not right now. Yeah. Now I'm curious, and I don't know if there's any stories in particular, anybody that you've worked with um, or that has come through your program, but there are there any people, and you don't have to say their names, but just any stories in mm-hmm. particular of people who have come through the program that you've just really, you know, at the, when you kind of see their situation or you see what they're, where they're kind of starting and then where they end up, that's just really motivated you further or, or, or encouraged mm-hmm. you. Is there anybody that really sticks out in your mind? Yeah, exactly. There's like one person in particular that just came to my mind right now. So she was in high school and she was just about to start college and she was thinking that she wanted to study business. And so with that, like business is very broad, as you know, like yeah. there's so many different things you can do in business. And so she was like struggling with that dilemma of like, okay, there's too many options here. So it gets overwhelming to try to decide what to pursue. And so she and I talked and we ended up like, <laughs> so we played, um, what's that game? Uh, is it Monopoly? Yeah. Okay. So we played Monopoly with a group of other people. And like, I noticed that she was like really good with like, you know, figuring out the best times to like make investments and like really starting early on, she and a lot of like, properties and everything and she ended up winning the game and she had like all these really great strategies and I was like wow she's like naturally really good with this stuff and I said have you ever considered finance and she's like not really you know um as a young woman like kind of what I was talking about earlier like she felt like she didn't really see herself in that industry and so with that I was like you know you should pursue it because I can see you have like a really natural talent for like money and investing and so um I told her about this program that she could do And she ended up applying and it was a summer program at one of these big banks. And she ended up realizing that like finance is the right fit for her. And so from there, she's like now working on starting a new initiative to like help more women get into the finance industry. So I thought that was really inspiring how, you know, you helping someone else realize their potential, they can help other people as well. And just, it's like a positive domino effect in a way or like positive cycle. So that's something that like really stands out to me um, and impacting someone else's life through like opportunities. That's so awesome. That is so awesome. Now, Mm -hmm. what led you to write the book? Uh, You wrote a book. It came out last summer. It's called Purpose, How to Live and Lead with Impact. What led Mm -hmm. you to that? And and for those that um, haven't read it, 
tell us what all it's all about. Sure. So it's like, okay, so it actually starts in 2018. Um, so I'm into visualization and visual vision boards. And so in 2018, at the start of the new year, I was like, okay, I actually want to keep my New Year's resolutions. How am I going to do that? So I started researching into visualization and I found that it's very effective because in our minds, when we visually see something, we are able to believe it more. It becomes more real if we are able to see a picture of it. Um, it's like more tangible. And so that year I made a vision board. And one of the things on my vision board was this quote and it said, write a book, change the world. And I was like, I've always wanted to write a book, but I didn't think it was possible. Honestly, because like up until that moment, the most I've ever written was like a 12 page paper for class. And I was like, how could I write a book? I don't understand <laughs> how that's possible. <laughs> you know, like, am I going to be able to do that? And so that year I was like, okay, I'm going to commit myself to achieving this goal. And I'm part of this community. It's called Next Gen Summit. It's an incredible community of young people from literally all over the world. There's about like 2,000 people and growing in this group. And they hosted this webinar. Coincidentally, it was about writing a book. And the person who was hosting it, he's Professor Georgetown turned entrepreneur. He started a publishing house, like a small publishing house and an author coaching program. And so he hosted this webinar and he was talking about how he had helped like hundreds of people in college um, and people out, out of college with writing their first book. I was like, wow, I need that because I'm about to start college. And this is a really big goal of mine that I want to achieve. And after the webinar was over, I sent him an email and I said, hi, like basically introducing myself and telling him about my goal to write a book. And we got on the phone just a few days later and it was really awesome to talk to him about like my book idea. And he helped me like, you know, get more clarity on where it could go. And so I enrolled in the program. And from there, I started writing my book. And one thing I really liked about this program was they created a community feel around writing a book. So you were writing your book and there were also like other people in your cohort. Um, that's kind of how they structured it. So you'd all be writing your books at the same time and hosting like weekly Zoom calls to check in with one another and share advice and share strategies. And then we would all release our books on the same day. So for my cohort, we released on July 28th of last year. And so it was just like a really amazing process. It was challenging for sure, but it was a lot of fun. And I was mainly inspired to write this book because I was doing a lot of reflection on my own personal experiences and also interviews and conversations that I was having with people, leaders and aspiring leaders from all different backgrounds and walks of life. And um, so I decided to write this book because this concept of purpose, like I'm sure you, this is too Molly, like it seems very abstract for a lot of people. It's like, okay, what yeah. even is purpose? Like, you know, how do you find purpose? It's kind of like passion. It's like this arbitrary concept and nobody really knows much about it. So I decided to write this book to break down the concept of purpose and make people realize like it doesn't have to be this like big grand thing, you know, it's just a lot about personal reflection and figuring out what are your values and what motivates you and what essentially like energizes you and, you know, makes you come alive. And so that's kind of how I, I structured the book. Um, it's seven chapters and each chapter like spells out the word purpose. So like P is like personal experiences all the way to E, which is entrepreneurial mindset. And so I just wrote the book for pretty much, I don't, well, I wouldn't say I have like a specific target audience, I like guess for this specific person. I say it's for anyone and everyone who wants to make an impact in their careers and on the world. I love the, um, just the way that you have really kind of taken like what you said, this, it's just, it's sort of this kind of ethereal abstract concept of purpose, but really kind of broken it down in a very 
tangible way for people. And that's something that I love. I love, love, love when people do that, when people can kind of take this, what can seem like a, you know, like a fluffy feel good concept, but really Mm -hmm. like break it down into actionable steps, giving you, you know, takeaways, action points, things like that. I'm so... I'm really impressed by people who can do that and do it well. And and you do that. And so I think that's really, um, that's really amazing. So I'm just going to go ahead and say for the listeners, you need to go on Amazon like right now and just go look up Miracle Olatunji's book, Purpose, How to Live and Lead with Impact. It's on Kindle. It's in paperback, all the good things. So Miracle, uh, before we transition to the get to know you round, I would love for you to just kind of share with us like what is on the horizon for you? I mean, you're, you know, I don't want to say like, I am very much of the mindset that like, it doesn't matter how old you are, but you have so much life ahead of you. And I mean, I'm not that far ahead of you. I'm only almost 35, but uh, you just, you've accomplished so much at the age of 20. You're still in college. You know, I look back on where I was at 20 and I didn't know what I was doing in so many aspects of my life. Um, (laughs) And so much has changed for me in 15 years. Mm-hmm. What, where do you kind of see things going for you in the short term or even maybe kind of the midterm? Oh, well, so one of my goals, like since I first started my business was I always wanted to like, you know, at the start creating opportunities for people. And especially right now with everything going on with the pandemic, a lot of college students and students in high school as well who have had op- internship opportunities, they've been either canceled or um, just like changed completely. And so one of the things I'm doing right now, which <laughs> was like very weird to start, but like I'm actually um, doing an internship program this summer and I'm hiring college students who have skills in mind, social media and content marketing. And uh, these are a lot of the positions I've received over 40 applications of students who like their internships are typically like the first to go. Um, I see that a lot of the creative industries, like a lot of these students have lost opportunities. And so I want to create an opportunity for them to build their skills, learn new ones, and also like get compensated for their time. And so this was very um, something that I've always wanted to do. And it just like happened to be at a time where like a lot of people really need an opportunity. And now I feel like I'm able to like give back and help my fellow peers. Um, So I want to continue to do things like that, where I'm giving people opportunities and, you know, helping them to reach their full potential. Also on the horizon is like doing more. So this past year, I had the opportunity to be part of Barbie's uh, hashtag role models, hashtag you can be anything campaign. And so um, in the future, I plan to be doing more campaigns like that to inspire people around the world to realize that you have unlimited potential and you shouldn't limit yourself based on any aspect of your identity. So that's kind of what I see like going forward is just continuing to build initiatives and be part of initiatives that are, you know, empowering and inspiring other people. That's incredible. That is incredible. And I know I am just so confident that whatever you focus and and set your mind on is going to come to pass. Like you just, you're just so accomplished and uh, you inspire me. I want to be you when I grow up. Um, (laughs) So, uh, all right, Miracle. This is the point of the show where we transition just a little bit, just to ask some kind of fun, lighthearted, get to know you questions. Uh, So Miracle, are you ready for the get to know you round? Let's do it. All right. So question number one is, what is your most unusual talent? Oh, my most unusual talent. Hmm. Unusual talent, I guess. Oh, 
I mean, this isn't really unusual, but I learned languages pretty quickly. Oh. So, like, I grew up, yeah, I grew up, like, obviously, like, speaking English, but also speaking Yoruba and Spanish. And um, over the past few years, uh, this past year, um, I've been learning a little bit of Portuguese. So, like, I'm able to, like, pick up on languages very quickly because a lot of languages have similar origins. Yeah. Um, so I think that's what really helps me, like, be able to pick up on a language quickly. That's awesome. That's awesome. I love yeah. to learn languages. I mm-hmm. I was in a French immersion program when I was in elementary school. So I learned French from, like, first grade through, you know, like, middle school. And then I made the mistake of switching to Spanish in high school. And then then when I got older, then I just started like, I would try to speak it and then be like half Spanish, half French, because they're so <laughs> similar. Um, mm-hmm. But then I decided in the last year or so to try and pick them back up. So I've been, because um, my daughter is in a Spanish immersion program at her school. Oh, and so I could hear some, yeah. Yeah. And so I wanted to <laughs> pick it back up. And it's amazing, actually, how all these years later, like I, I'm picking it right back up. And so then I've just been trying to learn, you know, um, well, in the last few years, I've also tried to learn Swahili and I've gotten pretty good at it. Um, so mm-hmm. I, you know, just, <laughs> but I, I also, I love languages. I think you can learn so much about cultures yeah. and uh, people through language. And it's really fun. Like every time I travel to Kenya and I'm, I'm practicing and using my Swahili, like it's always amazing when, when people are like, oh my goodness, like you can speak Swahili. And, but then it's funny because I, I guess I pronounce things very well and so then I think that they think that I know way more than I do so then they'll start just like rattling off Having all a this full conversation and I'm like and I just like stand there glassy-eyed and I'm like uh yeah you're gonna have to <laughs> you're gonna have to slow down I don't know what you just said yeah. <laughs> I'll be like, I think I heard something in there about carrots. I'm not sure. Um, Anyway. Okay. Question number two is if you were to become a professional athlete, what would your walk up hype song be? Oh, that would would probably be a Lizzo song, honestly. (laughs) Um, uh, Maybe it would be like, um, what's the one? There's so many. There's like, who's. Um, also Girl on Fire, maybe it'll be like a mashup of, of a bunch of Lizzo songs and then Girl on Fire. Just I like, like it. it. <laughs> I like it. I, I, I like that a lot. Okay. Question number three, what makes you feel the most alive? Ooh, okay. So I feel like it's a combination of things. So, um, one thing that makes me feel most alive is when I'm speaking on like doing speaking engagements at various events and um, inspiring other people. I used to actually not be uh, the kind of person who would want to speak in front of a bunch of people, but um, I started doing public speaking when I was like 17, and I would do um, little ceremonies and events at my school that I would speak at, and then I became over time like more comfortable with it, and I realized I really love doing this. Um, and then I realized like, it's kind of unusual because public speaking, I think, is after death, like the number two thing that people fear. Yeah, I believe it is. And so I was like, why do I love this so much? But it's just, I feel so alive when I'm talking about things that I'm passionate about and like inspiring other people through storytelling and through just like giving advice about things that I've learned over the years. And my favorite is just like afterwards, like getting to engage with the audience and have a conversation one-on-one because I feel like public speaking is very one-sided, but then the part that I really like after is like getting to talk to people and learn their 
too. So then becomes more of a conversation. So I'd say that's something that makes me feel alive. Um, just like talking about or like doing anything that I'm passionate about around purpose and about helping people reach their full potential and about gender equality. I would say those are the areas that I feel most passionate about. Yes, yes. I also love public speaking. Miracle, we have a lot in common. Um, I know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Okay, if someone were to play you in a movie, who would you want it to be? I always used to think about this. So like one person, um, she was recently, she directed her own movie, Little. Her name's Marcy Martin. Are you familiar with her? I am not. She's like, I'm going to look her up. 14 years old. Oh my gosh. She's incredible. She's, I think she's 14 or 15 years old. And she recently directed and produced her own movie called Little. And she is amazing. So I would want her to play me in a movie. She's really cool. That's awesome. I'm definitely looking her up. Definitely looking Mm -hmm. her up. Okay. So, you know, this, we are recording this kind of really still in the midst of everything with coronavirus. This is airing in the summertime. And so we have, it's amazing how like, we have no idea like what we're in for. And so um, everything changes. Like I look back two months ago and I go, wow, if you had told me two months ago, like what life would look like right now, I'd be like, that's weird. Mm -hmm. So I would love for you to give two months from now, Miracle, a piece of like time capsule. Like, what are you learning about yourself during COVID-19? What is something that you're, you're experiencing right now that you want to remember? I would tell myself one thing that I'm experiencing right now after being home for, I think, like two months now is that it's really important to be grateful because I feel like now that we're home and we're not able to like go out as much, like we're starting to say, oh, I miss like going out with my friends or, oh, I miss eating in restaurants. It's like the simple everyday things that we would do and we didn't really think much about, but now it's like we miss them. And I would say like be grateful and be thankful for every single experience in your life. Like even it's just like the little things like going to the grocery store and not having to wear a mask. Like these are things that we, that are, they seem so little, but now it's not a part of our day. And so like, I feel like after this, once it's over, I'm going to appreciate the little things a lot more. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I feel like I just tell my husband that I'm like going to the grocery store is now like both simultaneously a vacation and also (laughs) the most miserable experience of my life. Like it is just, I'm like, oh, I'm out of the house. And then also I'm like, Mm -hmm. oh, there's arrows in the, in the aisles and I have to go a certain Mm -hmm. direction. I have to stay six feet away from everybody. And this is so difficult. Yeah, exactly. Half the, half the meat is out of stock and it's, yeah, Mm -hmm. it's definitely made me yeah. Why is there no pasta? There's no chicken. Exactly. There's no pasta. Like, oh gosh. Ugh, anyway. I okay. I love that. Okay. And my last question is miracle. What does it mean to you to run a business with purpose? So running a business with purpose is I think, first of all, thinking about how you can create value um, from a financial standpoint, but also from like a social and environmental standpoint as well. It's about like blending profits and social impact and environmental impact and realizing that like businesses exist to create value. And that's not only about money, but it's also about improving people's lives and improving the environment and just like making life more efficient and more equitable for all people. I think that is the 
That is a fantastic definition of business with purpose. <laughs> Miracle, this has been um, a joy and a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you so much for all of the work that you're doing. Thank you for how you are inspiring and leading the next generation um, to new opportunities. And uh, you're inspiring me. Like I said, I want to be you when I grow up. So um, <laughs> Miracle, thanks for coming on the show. Thank you, Molly. It was great chatting with you. Okay, friend, I would love to know what you loved about this episode or maybe something that you learned. If you do, let me know on social media. You can find me at Still Being Molly or at Business with Purpose Podcast on Instagram or Facebook. And don't forget to use that hashtag Business with Purpose Podcast. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you are a first time listener of the show, welcome. Be sure to visit the archives for past shows featuring incredible entrepreneurs and business owners who are literally changing the world with their businesses. And if you are a regular listener of the show, Thank you so much for tuning in week in and week out. And thank you for your support. Be sure to head on over to iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Radio Public, or wherever you listen to podcasts and click that subscribe button. Clicking that subscribe button helps to make sure you never miss a new episode of the show. And while you're there, would you just take a moment to leave a review for me? Leaving a review really just helps me to know what you're liking and how the show is personally impacting you. As always, this show is produced by the amazing team at Third Wheel Media. Thank you so much for listening and go do something good with purpose on purpose. Now go do something good with purpose on purpose.